Landis is Annette Landis, and if you want to learn the six and seven figure science to success, significantly increase your revenue and learn how to successfully build professional relationships, you should be listening to the Sell Without Selling podcast with my good friend, Stacey O'Byrne. If you're ready to get out of your own way to follow the seven figure science of success, then welcome to Sell Without Selling. Tune in with renowned international speaker Stacey O'Byrne as she shows you how mastering relationships, achieving the proper mindset, and attaining the necessary motivation will catapult you away from failure and onto your journey to greatness. And now, here is your host, Stacey O'Byrne. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Sell Without Selling. I'm your host, Stacey O'Byrne, and I believe that learning the art and the science of how to sell without selling is the only way to achieve high six and seven figure success. Today, I am speaking with a friend of mine who I haven't had the opportunity to connect with in a really long time. She's from down under. So Annette Galanders is not only a dear friend of mine, she's also a speaker, a trainer, and owns a company in Australia called BizNorth. They specialize in leadership and helping leaders excel to be the best version of themselves and become executive managers that help really up-level performances. I am so excited for you to hear my conversation with Annette. Annette and I go back well over a decade, and I am so blessed to have her in my life. Her golden nuggets of leadership are imperative to any business moving forward, because let's face it, leadership is about self. Leadership is about being able to lead others. When we can lead ourselves, we can lead others. And I'll go as far as saying it doesn't matter if you're a team of one or a team of 100,000. Reality is we are constantly positioning ourselves as a leader so that we can help people get out of their way so that they can always have their way. So it doesn't matter if you're an entrepreneur, a solopreneur, a business owner, if you're self-employed or a salesperson, one way or another, you're in a leadership capacity. So tune in, tap in, and let's turn it on and make it happen. It's really important for you to know that I believe that learning the art and the science of how to sell without selling is the only way to achieve high six and seven figure success. And before we roll into this episode, really quick. If you're a business owner, entrepreneur, or sales professional, and you haven't hit the level of success that you've wanted or needed, or if you're stuck and needing a pivot in your business and your success, or you just want more, and you understand the importance of having a coach to help identify the blind spots, increase accountability, and help with success strategies to take you, your business, your income, and your success to the next level, if this sounds like something for you, then head over to pivotpointadvantage.com slash I want success. That's pivotpointadvantage.com slash I want success. There's a quick application there that will lead to a phone call with me to see if we're a great fit for each other. Okay, let's do this. Annette, welcome to the show. Oh, Stacy, thank you. I've been so waiting to talk to you. <laughs> and me both. You know, um, I've known you for well over a decade, you and your amazing husband. And, you know, before we get into the meat of it, how's everything going down under? 
things are actually quite are quite good. One of Australia as a whole's biggest problems at the moment is probably like the rest of the world, but we have a very low population group. And you know, your Orange County would be as big as you know Australia's whole population in some ways. What we struggle with right now is staffing. So we actually don't have enough people to do the jobs. Um, and people are really, really fussy, really particular about where they're working. So they, they've got, they can choose what they want, when they want and how much they want. And the other thing for Australia is that our salaries are incredibly high and our conditions are very, very good. That's great for an employee, but it's not so great for the employer. So our biggest struggle in, in Australia at the moment is uh, a lack of staffing. It's affecting our transportation, our cost of living, which is increasing massively. Um, but other than that, we're going okay. Um, you know, we've got the COVID thing under control, but it's staffing is the biggest issue. Yeah, you know, I think uh, in the US, we mirror a very similar condition, possibly for different reasons. You know, employers are having a really hard time getting people to want to work. Yeah. And, and we're finding companies really struggling with uh, staffing from, uh, from a service capability. You know, it's, it's things are rolling into attempting to find its way to new normality. And with the lack of staffing, it's uh, the, the companies are really struggling with service orientation. Now, that being said, you know, you and I have been in business for a couple decades and we see the ebb and flow of employer market versus employee market versus employer market versus employee market. It's always that that dance, that ebb and flow and. You know, what, what happens is, is businesses get really smart, you know, because the businesses that don't pivot end up dying. So the businesses that do get smart and pivot, they find out ways to do more with less, right? And through this process of it being this employee market, you know, businesses are going to shift, you know, and in the U.S. right now, we're, we're seeing this, this fight about minimum wage and, and increasing it to, to a very, I, I don't want to say odd level, you know, I, you know, in, 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 in economics, there are jobs that are, that are created as entry-level jobs, you know, like fast food and stuff like that. And that's to teach someone work at work etiquette. It's not to support someone. It's, it's mm. to really give them usable skills for the future. Now, that being said, some people who are struggling financially will take these on as jobs to help them, right? Yeah. And, and what's happening is people are really pushing to up minimum wage, which is fine. Everyone deserves a livable income. And that being said, it's creating corporate America to step back and go, this doesn't work within our price points. So now they're starting to, to engineer robotics and stuff like that to replace the human element. I mean, we saw this happen, what, 20 years ago with the 1-800-SCREW-YOU, the automated voicemail, right? Automated voicemail replaced the, the old time traditional receptionist position. Now we're seeing this in common 
you know, face-to-face transactional positions. I was in an airport and to order anything, food, coffee, beverages, there was nobody at the counter. There were just machines. So, you know, machines are going to start replacing us unless, unless people really step up and go, they're figuring out ways to do things. What am I going to (laughs) do? Yeah, well, this artificial intelligence is a big, a big component. I mean, um, you know, one of the areas that my business works in is in HR, and uh, you know, they're we're, they're using artificial intelligence to interview staff, which you know I find mind-boggling, because they're, they're, that human element is still really important. But you know, the America had what was known as the Great Resignation. And Australia loves to kind of copy uh, America and, and we've gone, yeah, we too have had the great resignation, which is not true. We haven't. We have had people that have probably um, looked at their values and, and, and determined, well, you know, I'm not sitting in the position uh, and I'm not bringing joy to my life by doing this role. So I'm going to shift or change that. We didn't get that resignation hit, but... We certainly, um, and we've just had the minimum wage increase by 5.1%. And when you're talking about a wage increase in Australia, you're talking about a fair fair amount of money. Our wages are high. They're very high. Our our average salary is uh, $65,000 a year, plus, plus. So, you know, that's quite quite a lot of money. Um, And and people are actually hiring more for charisma than they are for competency. And mm-hmm. that's a problem as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, they're not getting bang for buck in essence because their recruitment processes are really poor. Yeah. So what I'd like to do, you know, the, this show, as you and I have talked before, and as our listeners know, we're, we're really for the entrepreneur, the, the small business owner, the business owner, the, the sales professional, independent or not. Yeah. We, we're, we're really for people who want to really design their destiny and really control their future earning potential. And this, this is a great segue into what it is you and I want to talk about today. And all that being said, before we do, I really want our listeners to get to know the Annette that I know, because, you know, we both met each other, you know, in a, in a time that was probably not so easy for either one of us, right? I was going through my, my uh, from being embezzled from and my bankruptcy and, and losing everything. And, and, you know, you were, you were coming right off of a really big high in business. And right quickly after that, the carpet got pulled out of you and Doug, right? So, you know, it's really important for for our listeners to understand that that success is a journey and everything that happens is, is a lesson. And we have a choice to learn from it or ignore it. And probably ignoring it's probably the least most valuable thing you can do because it'll always circle back and bite you in the ass, right? So, so let's talk about, about your journey because you've had to pivot biz north a few times since I've known you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, look, I love the word pivot, but my probably my favourite word is agility. I, I, I like to be, you know, agile to the marketplace. Yeah. Um, I've, I've always been extremely good at reading the market. 
in in Australia in the in Australia as a global and in Northern Territory being my state. Uh, at the time that I, you know, had the carpet pulled from underneath me, I couldn't read the market, and that was that was quite challenging because, um, you know, I, I didn't know which way to go because um, I couldn't read it, and it, it was really really difficult, um, and it, it was such a difficult spot that my options weren't as weren't there i had to create my own options and probably be patient and use a lot of resilience uh and one of the biggest things was you know i remember thinking my god there's not enough money in my bank account and then and then i felt um that i was uh in, um, incompetent and you know that i was sort of really talking bullshit because you know how could i sort of say that i was successful in business when there was no money in my bank account and um, and I learned there that not to compare how your internal feeling to your bank account. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah, that was that was really big, you know. And I, so I stopped looking at it, and and you know just just so, soldiered on uh, with you know a persistence to to keep going. Um, so. So you talked about two things and 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 sorry to interrupt. I just I, I want to spotlight them for our listeners so that we can really dig into them because you just said two really hugely important things. Number one, when things go awry, when things aren't going the way we need one or desire, that itty bitty shitty committee in our brain, that bully in our brain will beat the ever living shit out of us, right? And it's really important for us to be aware that a lot of what's going on is, is us ignoring what it is we get to do, what it is we should do. And it's just old programs rearing their, their ugly head. Right. So one, I want to talk about how you overcame that bully on the brain, because, you know, you and I had a lot of conversations back then about, you know, what was going on and and just feeling beat down and not knowing where to go. And, and, And let's face it. I wholeheartedly believe that people in the US as well as people globally are seeing the pinch in the fuel prices and 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 the economy and the recession and and inflation. I mean everything is hitting all at once right after COVID, right? So so all of this is hitting people at once and for them if if they press up against resistance, right? Because let's face it, resistance is going to happen. When things change, we get to change. So when they press up against resistance, they have a choice. Shut down to the bully of the brain, shut down, let the itty bitty shitty committee take over or shift and do something. So I'd really like for you to share with the listeners how you got out of that state, because that's really important. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. And then the second thing is, you know, we, we've had a lot of conversations about avoiding our net worth attaching itself to our self-worth. So I'd really like for you to talk about both of those because they were huge gold nuggets. And I really want our listeners to hear this because I know there's a lot of people out there struggling right now. 
Yeah, okay. Um, just talking about our global economy, I totally agree with you what's happening. And and this was sometimes where my intuition in the marketplace comes in it comes in handy. So, uh, you know, COVID came about and, it, and yeah, it made change. And for some, for some it made change, change a good thing. Uh, for us in business, we actually went, we increased during that time rather than going down, which, you know, others went down. So we were blessed for that. We didn't need any government handout or anything like that, which was very, very different to the time when you and I met. Yeah. Um, then, but during that time, I looked at it and I thought, oh my goodness, we need to brace ourselves for the future because somewhere we have to pay for the withdrawal that we've made, the, the almost like an economic overdraft that we have taken. We've got to pay it back. And yeah. so I think we're now in this point of pay it back. So um, what, what has what helped me during the hardest times for me was um, I actually didn't spend a lot of time emphasizing on uh, where the money was coming in. I, the, because I felt that the more I looked at that and, and I compared myself to that was I was pulling myself further and further down. Yeah. And I kept telling, I kept talking to myself and, my self-talk was, I am not my bank account. Um, <laughs> I am not my bank account was probably the biggest, biggest things that I was saying. Um, and I, I also did a lot of um, reflection. And in the reflection, it, I looked at, it's a bit like cleaning a house. Sounds odd, you know, but us girls go and clean a house, you know. So we're cleaning the kitchen. We go, yeah, clean the kitchen, great. Now let's move to the bathroom. Yep, clean the bathroom. Oh, let's clean the lounge, yeah, clean the lounge. But do we actually look at what we've achieved at the end of that cleaning process? We may look at the end and go, yep, clean house, job done, let's go cycling. Um, so what I was doing was I was actually reflecting back because I've been in business 21 years this year. And at that point, I'd been in business around 10. And so I looked, I just kept reflecting into those 10 years. Okay, what have I achieved? What were the hurdles that I overcome? And how did I do that? And giving myself a little bit of a pat on the back. You know, it's a bit mm -hmm. like, you know, you're all right in it. You know what to do, trust yourself. And of course, being a coach and having my mates that were coaches as well was really, really helpful. You know, being married to a coach as well was really helpful too. The other thing is, and, you know, like you're highly successful in this is networking, um, you know, maintaining your networks. Because when, you, when you're having that difficulty, that, that deficit time, you feel like shame. Then I remember having a really nice Mercedes and I wouldn't drive it because I felt shame mm -hmm. and I'm embarrassed. So I wouldn't drive it. I left it in the uh, garage and I sold it eventually to a friend of mine. Um, and I regret that. And I was thinking, and I think if it was a different type of car, it would have been all right. But Mercedes holds a very, very strong brand and it has, holds a very strong uh, sense of wealth. And for me, it was like I was just bullshitting. You know, I, I, I'm not that person, so I won't drive it. And then I reflect back on that and I think, well, that was really, really stupid. I should have driven it and enjoyed it while I could. Uh, nobody else actually, and here's the key, nobody else knew my bank account, only I knew it. Um, that, and that was, that was a big one. And uh, the other thing was, you know, maintaining network because 
you sort of feel so bad inside yourself. It's like, oh, I'm really embarrassed to go to a BNI event because, you know, they might, they might think they might be able to see my bank account, you know, which is written all over my face. Yeah. Um, which is not true. And it's then that you actually really need to, you know, connect to those people and uh, and and be sincere in your sales. But one of the things that I find is people say to you, oh, hey, Annette, how's life? Yeah, good. How's business? And I often go, what? when they ask how's business, what do they really want to know? Do they want to know about my bank account? Do they want to know if I'm busy? Do they want to know if I'm doing well? Why did they ask that question? And during that time, I was very challenged by how's business because, you know, you're not going to say, well, it's shit, <laughs> are you? Uh, but a lot of people do. You know, they will say, oh, you know, business is crap. We haven't got enough clients and, you know, whoa, whoa. <laughs> and, and, you know, you, you know as well as I do, perception is projection. So, you yeah. know, you put people out there and go, well, you know, life, the business is really pretty crappy at the moment. You're going to get crappy back. Uh, but at the same time, you know, you don't want to be blowing it up uh, so that you've, you're even, you're not being sincere to yourself. So there, there are a few of the tips on, you know, that mindset stuff. And, and you know, that's really when you need a coach. You, you really need a coach that can help you understand your worth and maintain that. Because I think, some, you know, our human instinct is that we go for the negative. You can have five great reviews and one that you know didn't like the food and that's the one you concentrate on and during that time that's what you're concentrating on, on is yeah. um, you know I haven't got this and I haven't got that yeah you know uh, I I'd like to add a few things there when when the itty bitty shitty committee really starts taking hold of you when that bully of the brain really starts beating you there there's a few things that that's really important number one focus on what it is you've accomplished. So many people focus on what it is that, uh, that they don't want to happen or what it is that they haven't accomplished that sometimes they, they really forget to look at how far they really come, you know? Yeah. And, and when you really measure that progress, then that's going to really help you really look at, at the positive. Remember, our energy goes where our focus flows. So, so if we start focusing on all the negative, well, that's exactly what we're going to continue to create. The other yeah. thing is be very aware of who you're hanging around. If you're hanging around a lot of negative Nellies, if you're hanging around naysayers, if you're hanging around people who are complaining on a continual basis, well, that will also impact your your focus i mean anything that is said around us has the opportunity to install imprint program you know every, we're always being programmed whether it's through radio or television or friends or family uh, whether it's 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 a negative program or a limiting belief or if people aren't supporting you be really aware of who it is you're hanging around be really aware of who it is you're spending or investing your time with right if you're the healthiest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. If you're the richest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. If you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. If you're comfortable, you're in the wrong place. Get comfortable being uncomfortable. 
so that that that's about the bully of the brain now the 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 net the net worth impacting our self-worth you know reality is as you had so eloquently stated we don't walk around with a bank balance tattooed on our head we walk around with a passion a purpose an expertise knowledge a product service or solution for a need want and desire out in the world somewhere in the world you are a solution to someone's problem and it's yeah. really important to remember people don't give a crap about your product your service or solution what they give a crap about is their problem and if you understand their problem to the point where you can explain it and talk about it then they'll know that you know how to solve it and if you start focusing on on helping people serving people and less about the money that's attached to it the money just happens because it's an exchange of energy and it starts with believing in you it starts with taming the itty bitty shitty committee it starts with you really standing on a solid foundation so people can borrow the belief of solution mm. and if you doubt you other people are going to doubt you and that fake it till the make it shit that doesn't work oh i so agree with you there i i, I don't agree with that at all i think that's just <laughs> i think that's just crap um you know that's just a band-aid yeah um, and that's why i talk about sincerity you know you don't i don't we don't have to go around and say oh god you know business is really crap blah 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 we don't need to also you know say oh it's so wonderful when it isn't but what we need to say is you know i'm I, i'm i'm out there helping as many people as i possibly can finding solutions for their problem yeah you know? exactly what they're doing exactly absolutely so i i want to i want to really get into the sweet spot of leadership with you i know that you and doug really you know biz biz north is is about hr and it's also about leadership and and you know i wholeheartedly believe that it doesn't matter if you have a team or not if you're not a leader you're going to be outsold you're going to be outserviced you're going to be outdelivered you're going to be outperformed in every capacity so let's start with with what is leadership to you and how did you get into this world of leadership and how does it impact people so how i got into it is because i i have always been a service provider i.e when i am with you know i i'm i'm a giver i like to i like to serve you know all my careers uh, have been in the area of serving and making others feel and look better and achieve more. So, so that that's that first part for me. Leadership is, you know, there's two parts to to our world is in, in in our work world. We've got our management side and we've got our leadership side. Our management is the task stuff. Yep, we do the budgets, we do the planning, we do. Uh, the tasking stuff, but the leadership is about the engagement of others into your vision or into their vision, uh, and it's also a service. 
And I believe that right now, right now, our, our leadership styles have to change because our workforce is changing. And, uh, and I think the women are sitting right on the pinnacle of this of where they can make the biggest change. And the reason being is that to be a really powerful leader right now, we need to be, and we need to have lots of empathy, not sympathy, we don't need to own their problem. We need to have empathy where we can walk a mile in their shoes and help to give them solution. Mm. And there are about four different levels of empathy. The other is that we use, need to use lots of emotional intelligence. And these two things I've been, always been really high on in, naturally in my behavioural and personality style. And I think right now in our workforce, in our, in our world, to be an influ a, a silent influencer, we need to have at least two of those components. And then we need to hone our communication style to be, um, to be direct but not aggressive. And we need to be able to, you know, that communication needs to be absolutely on point at every time, uh, which means that you're going to have to adapt that to style to that person to be able to get the message for the way that they best receive it. Um, I find it fascinating right right now, and uh, I I'm very much into more of um, you know silent influencing of leadership. And I loved in the beginning of our talk where you talk where you said you know this is for uh, you, you're talking to we're talking to people that are either entrepreneurs that are a, a single unit or a, a whole team or whatever but this leadership uh, piece is is just huge and in, in, and no matter what you're doing there's a silent influence in leadership for me and and, and I think most of all why I love it is that I I love the service component so I kind of you know at my age now and my stage in life, I, in particular, I've mastered my craft. And so, so now it's my, it's now it's to pass it to others. You now, no matter where you're sitting in, in the world, whether, you know, you're at my end at 62 of the world or up in the 30s there, you are at a point where you've got that you've mastered your craft. So your leadership component is now about how do I lead them to master their craft um, and into in the generation that we're bringing into our workforce right now? You know, I love that you bring up the, the silent influencer because, you know, I've always stood on, on the belief that it's so important to step in the people's map of reality in order to speak into their listening. And different people receive communication differently. However, when, when you really look at all the social media platforms out there and all the information that's flying at people, it's a lot of influencers barking, you know? Mm. And, and, and they're not silent influencers. They're, they're telling people what they need to do instead of giving a multitude of solutions and scenarios because what one, what one suggestion may work, it may, if for someone, it may not work for someone else. And, and, and the, the, let's just call it the barking, right? The, the loud influencer, that style could shut down someone who 
who needs that solution. And, you know, a long time ago, I, I say a long time ago in air quotes, right? I think business professionals learned there was a huge difference between management and leadership. And I think, I think today, today leaders are learning there is a difference between intelligence and emotional intelligence. And I think the emotionally intelligent leader that has the ability to step back, hold empathy, hold compassion, the ability to step into people's map of reality, speak into their listening and understand and realize that people process information differently, mm. different styles of communication trigger, shut down or paralyze people. And being able to intuitively, naturally understand how someone can receive information and that we're not cookie cutters. You know, cookie cutters belong in a kitchen, not in leadership, not in sales, not in coaching. <laughs> and, and, and this, this concept of the silent influencer really intrigues me. So explain more of that to us. Um, so the silence see i would see you as a silent influencer and and why do i see that was because when we studied together uh, a, a lot of people without you doing anything were drawn to you they were drawn to you because you were comfortable in your own skin no matter what was happening in your world you were comfortable in your own skin and with grace you gave information or suggestion of solution for them and um and so the silent influencer is, is the one that has that understanding of people, but most of all, understand themselves first. So they're like, uh, you know, we might know that uh, at times, so I'm a very direct speaker, as you know. So a very direct speaker sometimes can offend or sting someone quite quickly without even knowing they've done it. And to have that awareness, means that I can I can go oh wow um, I can I need to adjust that or I accept that's who I am I need to I will adjust that because I want a, a more um, a, a better effect or a outcome with that person but I'm, I'm, I'm okay to sit in that and I own that 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 silence of my own comfort in my own self just comes out in the way that we behave in the way that we relate to others and where we have that insight into someone else yeah. and it, and and it's not you know like i mean you're a guru in the sales area right you know that you're not when you're selling to someone you're solving a problem not selling yourself and lots of people first of all in leadership sell themselves it's like yeah. oh yeah i'm the ceo of this company and i'm hot shit and all that kind of stuff you know and it's not actually about that yeah. it's about you know how can how can I serve you? And I don't need to brag about my this or my that. I, I I'm just passing this on. Um, and you know that that barking that we hear that, that I love that term actually. That barking that we hear in the in in the social media arena isn't silent at all. It's very loud. It's very instructional, and it's very 
you know, if you do this, you'll, you'll, you'll achieve that and you should look like me. Um, but you shouldn't, you should be you. And, and it's accepting that everyone's different. So am I, but I'm comfortable in my own skin. And I can use these tools that I learned through coaching, yep. how to, you know, be, how to get that across in a way that's not um, prescribed or, or bullying or, you know, bashing it into someone. I get really frustrated in sales when people sell themselves to me more than the solution that I need. That drives me nuts. Absolutely. And, and I think that that is the opposite to a silent influencer. So silent influencer doesn't have to say, I've got six million in the bank. Silence influencer says, yeah, you know, um, how can how can I help you? This is what I've done. Would you like this? You know, it's it's that giving thing. Yeah. I, and I think it's I think it's a very powerful concept that's coming through. And as I said before, I think women are actually better at doing it than than men. And I think that's part of our natural um, uh, emotional intelligence and our natural intuition. I, and I think that that's that that's where I've been good at that is because my intuition is really is really good into other people. So it's like intuitively, I know how I need to adapt for that person. You know, I think I, I, I'd like to touch on that emotional intelligence falling more into one gender than the other. You know, I, I really think that society has, has given women permission to, to express vulnerability. Right. Yeah. And I think society took that permission away from men centuries ago. You know, go out to the battlefield, yeah. kill, protect your family. And and I think I think what's happening is this new generation of professionals is realizing vulnerability is okay. It doesn't matter what gender I am. And and I I think that the the Gen X and the baby boomers are struggling because we were always taught there's no room for emotion in business. And the Gen Y and the millennials and Gen Z are coming in and going, we're human. How can we not be emotional? And who are you to put me in a box because I'm a gender, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and I think what's happening is Gen Y, millennials, Gen Z are really teaching Generation X, which is my generation, and, and the baby boomers, which are a little older than me, I, I, I think what, what's happening is we're learning to evolve in their world because there are up and coming future leaders. And the only way we can develop them is to meet them where they're at, to take them where they need to go, where we need them to be in the future, right? Yeah. So, so I think understanding self is a beautiful concept that you just laid out because, you know, personal and professional development and coaching really helps us with that self-discovery. And it's so important for people to understand when you're part of the problem, you'll never be part of the solution. You really need to expose yourself with people that are going to expose your blind spots because your blind spots are what's really going to help us understand ourselves. And then when we understand ourselves, we're more comfortable being vulnerable because we know who we are within our skin and not what society has projected us to be forever. 
So then when people come out and do, I'll just say the hardcore sales technique, because that's what the, the male guru said I had to be, well, if that's not you, you're going to come across in, incongruent. And if yeah. you're coming across incongruent, people can't connect with you. And sales yeah. is all about trusting connection and solving a problem. Yeah. So I think that that understanding of self is such a key component. If you don't have a coach, get one. If you're not taking courses, get one. If you are in charge of your professional personal and professional development, and you don't have a budget, make one. <laughs> Insert yeah. yourself into environments that are going to stretch you, grow you, challenge you, and help you discover self, because then it'll allow you to understand people better. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah, off my soapbox. <laughs> <laughs> I was really, I, I was working with a guy yesterday. Um, it was his first coaching session with me. Nice. And, uh, he he said oh and and he was a gen x and he said you know um you know i've done lots of professional development but i i need to get my you know communication going a bit better and just in him speaking to me i knew why his communication wasn't working well he was a high in 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 disc behavior profiling he was a high sc so he's <laughs> analytical and you know lots of pictures in his head and yeah. he and, uses lots of words and he keeps speaking without taking a breath and allowing anyone to be in there and he lateral chunks until you can't you don't know where you're at with him and just pointing out those few things in our first hour together his world started to shift straight away and then I you know I said to him you understand disc profiling why aren't you using that oh he says I forgot I forgot I said well now let me remind you to use that to understand the type of person, the behavior style that you're looking at, put that into uh, now the chunk size of information that they can tolerate, rather than this, your need, your need to constantly lateral chunk, because yeah. you're actually thinking out aloud. And uh, as you're speaking, and, and so you're losing the message and you know, you're talking to high end executives. You, you wonder why they're not understanding? It's because you're not understanding how to communicate to them. And, and he said, you know, I never thought that my communication was, was as bad as perhaps you've highlighted. And I said, well, it's not a criticism, it's an observation yeah. where you can make it more effective. And he said, well, look, I just take it on because he said, I'm getting feedback that says, we don't understand what you're saying. Now for him, where was his silent influence? It wasn't there because he didn't understand himself. I actually said to him, Do you, are you aware that you have a stutter? And he said, oh, I think I had one when I was a kid. I said, well, it hasn't gone away. So, you know, that awareness for him yeah. was like, you know, it, he said, oh, thanks for telling me. You know, it, it was a gift. Oh, I didn't know, you know, because... He wasn't, he wasn't actually using a lot of reflective practice um, and, and got into the rhythm that, that we do. You know, we get into a rhythm of, oh, I'll just do this, i just do this, and we actually don't realise what we're doing, the, the dumb things we do. Right. I, read that, I ran that with a company once. Uh, a, uh, they, they needed to get change, and I said to them, why don't you send out as a construction company? 
And why don't you send out a, a questionnaire to everyone and say, you know, what are some of the dumb things we do? Well, they were really surprised. They got this huge response back. And um, one of the dumb things they do is that they were hiring a truck constantly and they worked out that uh, the amount of money they'd paid for hiring this truck equated to them being able to buy probably four trucks. But, you know, you, we just hire it. So we just keep doing what we always do rather than yeah. reflecting and, and, and thinking, well, how do we change them? You know, what's the dumb things that I do? Annette, I got to tell you, I love I love all the golden nuggets that that you're laying down for our for our listeners. I could talk to you all day, and and I have to tell you, I'm so excited to bring you back on the show. So first and foremost, I'd like to welcome you to the signature section of our show, and that's the signature question, and that is, what does selling without selling mean to you? Mm. Well, selling to, I think it's this silent influence. I, you know, that's, that's what it is to me. It's about connecting to people. It's, um, you know, people think that the word selling is a dirty word, but, you know, we're selling all the time. Yeah. Whether it's, you know, like you and I sell our brain um, or our knowledge, someone else sells, you know, um, takeaway pies or whatever that they sell, you know, something you can touch and, and feel. Um but we're also selling ourselves just by the way we interact with someone. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, I met this lady the other day and she was, you know, she was so interesting to talk to. And it isn't, and I think we think that a sale is an immediate sale and it's not. I think that it's a long term. You know, I have clients like you would have that'll say, oh, I was, I, I heard you speaking at a free event. And then I realized that I had this problem and that you would be able to help me to solve that problem. To me, that's, I love that. That's my favorite sale, my favorite sale. Um, And, and, you know, sales to me is a gift of helping others. It's not actually about making money. It's about helping, helping others. How can I help them? And the bonus is I get some coin in my purse. Um, But it's, it's about, it's about the giving to me. It's very much about the giving. Yeah, you know, for uh, to, to elaborate on that from my perspective, you know, selling without selling requires the ability to understand self yeah, so that we can understand others and to always position ourselves from a space of service stepping into people's map of reality and speaking into their listening and truly believing that we have competition. Our number one competition is ourself. And if, we're, and if we're better than our competition, it's our responsibility to move people through their decision-making process to get out of their way so that they can get on their way and have their way. So this way they end up in the best solution possible. And the only way we can do that is as you said, be that silent influencer who is self-aware of self and others and shows up in a space of service versus a space of desperation. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's gold. Yeah, so so welcome to the random round, my friend. And see, I believe yeah. that success leaves clues. And I like to extract specific things from our expert guests so that our listeners can turn around and go, I love that. And I want to incorporate that into my life. So your random round question today is, what's your morning routine look like? 
Mm. Well, it's kind of been a little messy just recently. <laughs> <laughs> and and I have modified it many times and I'm not a subscriber of the 5am club. I think that's bullshit. <laughs> um, <clears throat> to put it bluntly. And so I do believe that the morning is a really, really important time of, to set ourselves up for success. Mm-hmm. So I, I take my time. I, don't, I make sure I'm not pressured in the morning mm-hmm. and I, um, I don't grab my phone. That's the biggest one. I don't grab my phone. Um, Doug does. The minute that he wakes up, he grabs his phone. And I always thought that he was looking at, you know, Facebook or something trivial like that, but he actually plays uh, solitaire or some game like that. And I said, why do you do that? He said, because I actually warm my brain up to thinking. And I was like, okay, but, you know, that's what an analytical person does. Uh, <laughs> so I don't, look at, I don't look at my phone. I do take my time. And the very first thing that I do is I open my book to my gratitudes. So what am I grateful for today? And what would... What would make today an even better day than it's going to be? Oh, I love that. What's, what, what is it going to be today? And then, and it's only, look, it only takes seriously two minutes. And I'll send you the sheet that you can share with your clients as well. Yeah, and then good. at the evening, I then go back to the two questions. So uh, what made today, what, what made today fantastic? Mm. And, um, and and who am I grateful for? Mm. Or, you know, what, what was, I can't remember exactly the question. Uh, what, what was it that made today special? So I'm a very strong reflective practitioner. So for me, that is the main important thing in the morning is taking it, is waking up slowly, moving, not moving too quickly. I yeah. usually do around five minutes meditation um, and and that reflective, that reflective um, little uh, journal that I do, it, mm-hmm. it, it takes nothing to do. And I, I, and I love getting to the evening when I can answer back what's happened. Oh, and the other thing is that I'll use that to, like at the moment we are selling one of our commercial buildings. And, um, and so each day I put in there um, uh, that I'm looking forward to meeting the, the person who's purchase the building oh I like that um and then um if I'm like yesterday I was I knew that I was meeting with a particular client that wants me to develop um some recruitment training for her and so in the book I I you know I wrote um I'm looking forward to uh being able to write that brief exactly as she wants it mm-hmm yeah, so uh, that that's kind of my morning routine, and then I, you know, and of course, you know, you know how my dog Lucy is very important to me. So we have, you know, uh, we have uh, doggy time. Yes, Lucy we time. do. <laughs> and and, uh, and and then I sometimes I do breakfast, sometimes I don't, and um, it's it's because I don't enjoy eating food first thing thing in the morning. I prefer to wait until about eleven. Hmm. Uh, and then I and 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 then I, I always make sure that I stop for a, for my meal, and I'm sure I, and I always make sure I don't eat at my desk ever, okay, ever. Good. And I've never good. done it. Good. You know, and I don't let my staff either. You don't what? 
don't, I don't let my staff sit at the desk and eat. Nice. I ask, I say to them, I've created an area for you. You either go there or somewhere else. But this is, when you're having food, this is not a time to sit at your computer. Nice. I love those golden nuggets. I hope that our listeners took notes on that. And if not, go back and re-listen because I think she really, and that really helped you set yourself up on on the the early part of your day to really achieve success in a day i like all that and i i look forward to to you sharing that worksheet and it's okay with you i would love to post it in the sell without selling community on facebook so that so that they can grab that too well that's fantastic so this afternoon Yeah, awesome. Thank you. So Annette, I really appreciate you coming on the show. I mean, I know how, how, how packed your days are. And uh, if if our listeners want to reach out, touch you, find you, follow you, how can they connect with you? Um, So they can connect with me uh, through, through uh, Facebook, which Mm -hmm. there's BizNorth NT or Mm -hmm. uh, Annette Galanders. Um, uh, my website is uh, www.biznorth.com.au and I'm also on LinkedIn and um, Instagram. But I have to say I'm not, I'm not a huge user of social media. Um, you know, being a baby boomer, uh, it's kind of not my bag. But, but I, you know, there, there is some, some connection there. And, of yeah. course, you know, there's always, um, you know, those SM what do you call it? Messenger through Facebook where you can connect. But yeah, I'd love to hear from, I love the States, you know that. I'd like, you know, we were going over two years ago uh, to see you. Yeah. And uh, then that little thing called COVID stopped us. So That little thing called COVID stopped a lot of people. And I have to tell you, I love Down Under. So please share the podcast Down Under. And we were going to come out and see you guys a, a few years ago and the same thing happened. We got shut down because of COVID and we're looking to come out there soon. And I really look forward to reconnecting so. with you. Well, yeah. I'm hoping that you do come and that I can put on an event where you can speak to you know my audience because they would just love you. <laughs> well, feeling's very mutual, my friend. When you come out to the States, we'll, we'll put something together. And for our listeners, hey, your success is important to me. And it's also important to me to make sure that these episodes are valuable to you. I'd love for you to do three things right now. First, I'd love for you to hop over to Facebook and join our Sell Without Selling community. That's hop over to Facebook, join our Sell Without Selling community. Second, since you're already there, flip over to Instagram. Follow us at the Stacey O'Byrne. That's follow us at the Stacey O'Byrne. Last and definitely not least, I'd love to chat with you and give feedback on these episodes to find out any topics you're interested in to help make this more powerful and helpful to you achieving the success you've always dreamed of, desired, and know you deserved. Head over to pivotpointadvantage.com slash talk to Stacey. That's pivotpointadvantage.com slash talk to Stacy. Let's get a 15-minute call on the schedule. And always remember this. Choice is a powerful thing, and suffering is always optional. Get out of your way so you can get on your way so you can finally have your way. Thanks so much for listening, and I look forward to talking with you soon. 
Whether it's mastering your mindset, communication, or success, we have more ways to keep you on your journey to greatness. Be sure to visit us at pivotpointadvantage.com for exclusive online training programs, success-specific courses, and more ways to connect to Stacy directly to help you achieve the financial success you've always desired, dreamed, and deserved. That's all available on pivotpointadvantage.com.